1: On a Thursday, November the 11th, and a Friday, November 12th, a crossover Thursday. Welcome everybody to the Locked on Lions podcast. My name is Matt Derry, your host on this very show, as we talk Detroit Lions football. 0-8 Lions at 5-3 Steelers. Crossover Thursday meets means we break it down and really dive deep into what Pittsburgh's doing with Steelers, the Locked on Steelers host, Chris Carter, and he'll join me momentarily to talk Detroit and Pittsburgh. Today's episode of Locked on Lions Brought to you by our friends at McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Follow us on Twitter at DairySpeaks, Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at LockedOnLions on Twitter, and also the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Lions and Steelers, this game has a lot of intrigue. Pittsburgh isn't playing that great, even though they've won four in a row. We talked about it. And how are the Lions going to respond to what took place two weeks ago? We haven't t- touched on it much this week, but the Lions are off a bye. Two weeks earlier, Detroit got their clocks cleaned by Philadelphia. An embarrassing performance against the Eagles. It was terrible. And how are they going to respond? When are they going to get that elusive first win? Can they knock off Pittsburgh? Because the Steelers, like I said, you look at all the talent on the field, they're not that great. They haven't played all that well. The defense gives up some big plays. The offensive line is young and shaky. Uh, Their running game is like 28th in the league, even though Najee Harris, the rookie from Alabama, is a very good football player. All these questions, you know, are going to be answered on Sunday. We're going to see how the Lions respond to everything and how they play. I think they'll play better than they did two weeks ago, and they've had an extra week to prepare. Now, this morning, Lions special teams coach Dave Phipps said he was unsure if kicker Austin Seibert would be ready this week. Seibert was limited in practice and has been limited in practice this week with a hip injury. And, you know, we were very concerned at the start of the year about the kicking situation and all the different kickers that the Lions brought in, finally settled on Seibert at the start of the year, Uh, the former Cincinnati Bengal and Cleveland Brown. And to be quite honest, Austin Seibert's been pretty good. In the six games, he's kicked for the Lions. He's 10 out of 12 in field goals, and he hasn't missed an extra point. He's 5 out of 5. Uh, Ryan Santoso is on the practice squad. And I bring this up because, number one, Steelers have played a lot of close games. Number two, in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field, or as I like to call it, the ketchup bottle, that is one of the worst tracks or worst fields in the league. By the end of the game, it's mush. It really is. It's, the sod's bad. It's, it's real grass. And this is why Chris Boswell is a pretty darn good kicker for the Steelers because that's just not an easy place to kick. Um, and he seems to hit a lot of big ones, a lot of big field goals. And road team kickers that have to go into Pittsburgh sometimes lose their footing. It's, just, it's just not an easy place to, to kick. So if it has to be Santoso, the the backup kicker, and he's kicking on that turf, um, that could be the difference in the game. It really could. So keep an eye on that as the Lions get ready to uh, head to Pittsburgh to face this Steelers We mentioned before, McDonald's, our good friends, have always been there for just just a place to get tasty, affordable food, but it's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, McDonald's is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the road team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look to, look forward to stopping on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Listen, we've talked about McDonald's ad nauseum. Their French fries are the best. Other competitors are trying to change their fries. Forget it. Road trips or even getting done with work, you need a snack, you need something to eat. You get those McDonald's fries in the drive-thru. They're hot. They're fast. It's great. Uh, Head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Locked On Lions Watch Party? McDonald's, I'm loving it. And we're brought to you by our friends at GetUpside, an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that is GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two dollars to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. Matt Derry locked on Lions. Chris Carter locked on Steelers. On the Locked On crossover Thursday edition, what's going on, everybody? Let's talk a little Detroit and Pittsburgh. Chris, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, how are things uh, going in in Pittsburgh? They've won four in a row, but you'd never know it, right?
0: Right. Yeah. It's always doom and gloom in Pittsburgh. Not, I mean, heck, they were on an 11 game win streak last year, Matt. And it was still, oh, no, they stink. They. Who cares if they're going to the playoffs this year? But the Steelers believe in themselves. That's been interesting. So it's been it's been an interesting year. I also cover college football. So, you know, watching Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers also have an interesting year. It's been uh, it's been it's been sunny. I know it's been it's been rough for things in Detroit football wise this year.
1: It has, and I know you're going to in, uh, talk to me first about the Lions. Let's just do a complete audible here. Kenny Pickett to Detroit? Is, <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I mean, the Lions are going to have the number one overall pick. they are not going to take Kenny Pickett number one. But let's say the Rams pick is 28, 27. Mm-hmm. Could Kenny Pickett be there at 27 for the Lions? I think absolutely,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love Kenny Pickett as a human being. One thing that I'll tell you, as a person who covers him, there's – you catch a genuine sense from him every time you talk to him. He's not just you know he he gives very straightforward answers. He doesn't give you you know way too high or way too low whether it's winning or losing. He's always right here and he's always consistent. His decision making is some of the best that I've seen in college football. He does the big thing about him. He doesn't have the fifty arm fifty yard cannon where he could like you know throw a laser fifty yards down the field. He you know his deep balls kind of float a little bit on you. But when you deal with the the intermediate passes from you know the line of scrimmage to about. 30 yards that's where he's really comfortable at and he's really good with his mobility he's really good as a teammate he's also an amazing person i can tell you after Pitts, pits two losses so far we're recording this, of course, ahead of their Thursday night game against North Carolina. they are two losses, both time we ask him questions, he doesn't give us any sign of like you know something that we can use, like oh you know Kenny Pickett's upset or anything like this. And as soon as he gets off the podium, he walks over to these kids that are always there. That Pitt always brings in a kid who's a fan, you know, and, and you know, and once a, and he talks to the kid for like a few minutes, takes pictures with him, and says, "Hey, I'll get this one for you next week." this dude is 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 a one as far as a person was so if 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 he's there at 27 28 you want him I think he could be there because some people are going to look at that that arm strength and say eh, I don't know
1: wow okay very interesting all right let's just keep going you're on a roll right now I'm going to keep feeding you because this is great yeah, and then in the next segment we'll talk some lions. but all right give me the synopsis what's like the post-game pod for you the other night is it you know what? We won the game. That's all that matters. We're, we won four in a row. Or is it? Oh my gosh, we got bailed out by a, a, a terrible officiating. You know, Tony Correnti call of a of, of taunting. Where quite honestly, that would have been a punt. And if the Bears come down and score, that's not a one point game. That's a four point game, causing Pittsburgh to have to go down the field and score a touchdown. What was the what was the mood like Monday night? Because <laughs> It's probably a mixed bag, right?
0: The mood was, I need coffee because it was late when I, when I got back from Heinz Field. Um, but no, I addressed that in like the second segment. I mean, first of all, I, I will I will acknowledge there were also several calls that worked the Bears' way in in, in that game. There was a catch that they had that they the guy bobbled it yeah, and they said yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah. he controlled it, and it was like okay. And then on the fumble return that the Bears got for a touchdown, similarly, Draymond McLeod pinned it to his body, but they ruled that he did not have possession, whereas Goodwin had possession on his catch. So we could say that we could also point out it's at the about 12 to 30 different times that the bears offensive tackles were jumping on you know early on snaps to get up to get ahead of tj watt but again it's about coming out and finding ways to win the steelers had 10 points wiped away from them against the packers when they had a blocked field goal return for a touchdown in a game that they lost 10 points and in that situation. They didn't use that as comfort. They haven't used that as an excuse. They said, look, we have to find ways to win. The Steelers aren't going to make excuses for themselves, but as a person who covers them, I'm like, man, this is the one thing that the Steelers have to lock down. They have to play an almost perfect game as far as protecting the football. Their defense has to be on point. Um, I think in this last game, you saw them a little bit. They let some of their guys run in single coverage a little bit more than normal. Make of more Moore this year. Instead of being an X-factor guy, he's been more of a guy that's backed up other players. He's like, hey, you know what? Arthur Mollet you're new in the slot i'm going to stick behind you and make sure that there's 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 uh, there's backup in case you max mess up here this was the first game that they kind of let Mallette go off and you saw what how justin fields took advantage of that that's where kind of Steelers are right now. They're figuring out what their rhythm is with some of their new players. Uh, they, they love their their rookies. You know, Pat Frymer, two amazing touchdown catches yeah, for them. He's a, he's Najee great. Harris playing at a high rate. Uh, you know, I think he, he's he's eighth on, in all-purpose yardage right now in the, in the NFL. They love that. But they're still figuring out who they are. The good thing for them, though, is that they're five and three in the middle of doing that.
1: Chris Carter locked on Steelers. Matt Derry locked on Lions Thursday crossover. It looks to me like the offensive line is – is shaky and, and normally in the past it's been that's a that's a Pittsburghs you know uh, you know a it's, staple. it's a bread and butter it is a yeah. staple thank you um is that where the Lions need to go here because you look and you say Fryermuth and Deontay and, and Big Ben is not terrible Friar uh, uh Najee Harris yet here's the Steelers offense you know, you know passing wise 28th running wise 26th mm-hmm. is it is it the guys up front that are concerning
0: well, it, it, it is the guys up front in a lot of different ways. And one thing that they've taught that the Steelers talked about was, you know, what, what a Michael Brockers might be able to do, what a McNeil might be able to do, what, what the lions can do up front. Um, you know, you got a lot of, and you got a lot of new faces, you know, and you talked about how they were good for so, for so many years, they had Marquise Pouncey for, for a decade. They had David DeCastro for the better part of a decade, Marmon Foster, Marcus Gilbert, Alejandro Villanueva. They had all these guys that they're there for like five or six years, all playing together, which is really unprecedented for an offensive line. Then they all got old. They had, like they, they started to wilt, off, you saw Pouncey retire. You saw DeCastro De fall off the wave as a Raven now. Um, so they've needed new bodies. Takuma Korefor has been a guy who stepped up, a fourth-year offensive tackle at right tackle who's been solid. But Kendrick Green, he's very athletic. When he's pulling and hitting in space, he's awesome. But when he has to block in the hole, he is still—he's a converted guard over to center from his days at Illinois. He's still not getting his hands up fast enough to establish leverage inside, and that's been a problem. For, for him, uh, rookie fourth round pick, j- to offensive tackle Dan Moore Jr. at Texas A&M, he's had he's really good in the run blocking. When you ask him to go be physical and block guys down the field, he's awesome. But in pass protection, if you have a speed rush, he's in a lot of trouble. So that that's been the problems there. They still they're still working on their continuity as a group with you know two rookies, one second year playing Kevin Dotson, a free agent and Trey Turner, and a fourth year guy and chakuma Korfor who's still figuring out who he is. It is very shaky. But this is a Steelers offense that they designed. That's why that's why they run the jet sweeps that's why they run the quick passes to protect their offense from that offensive line
1: tell me about the defense a little bit and certainly justin fields at times the other night uh did his thing but tj watt and hayward are so good if you're the lions offense what are you what are you looking to do how
0: can you attack and have some success you double and triple team T.J. Watt and Cam Cam Hayward. You figure out to take them out of the game, force Chris Wormley and Alex Highsmith to beat you. Alex Highsmith has been a good player, albeit a bit undisciplined at time this season. He even admitted that to us when we asked him about that at the Steelers' practice silly on Wednesday uh, here in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, I'm attacking those guys in the defensive front. I'm trying to get DeAndre Swift matchups. Devin Bush has not looked like he's fully recovered from his ACL injury from last year. So if if I have DeAndre Swift, I'm going to try and use him as much as I I can same thing for T.J. Hawkins. I'm going to try and get him the ball over the middle as much as I can. Take advantage of those situations. Devin Bush isn't a bad player right now, but he's not the 100% guy that the Steelers had before his injury last year, where he was playing very well. Joe Schobert also a decent player, but if I'm if I'm the Lions, I'm avoiding Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. I could try to pick at other things, but find ways to get those mismatches. That's my key to getting a, to getting more points on the on the board here.
1: We're going to talk about some lions and do that next chris is going to ask me some questions about detroit and i give the uh, audience in pittsburgh a little opportunity to, to hear what's going on with the 0 and eight detroit lions only nine more to go baby uh but uh, first what about betonline.ag back and better than ever you want to bet on these games thursday night or tonight or whatever it is you go to betonline.ag your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season and of course nhl as well whether you're a wings fan a pens fan Regardless, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive the bonus. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, whatever it is, Vegas, casino games, it's all there for you at betonline.ag. Best odds, too, are all there for you no matter the situation. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's bet online where the game starts.
0: And keeping it rolling here on the Crossover Thursday. I'm Chris Carter with Locked On Steelers. He's Matt Derry with Locked On Lions. We're keeping it rolling here. Matt, we got to talk about the Lions. Listen, I know it's been a rough (laughs) <laughs> I mean no I can ask you how how you know what what do you what are you think of the movies coming out you like are you an MCU guy no let's let's get let's stick to no. football you're not an MCU guy whoa that's a problem Wait, I'm
1: not a movie guy no no, no okay. I'm not a movie guy we <laughs> we can talk about the the Red Wings are playing decently oh hey there you go
0: there you go the Re- man I, I, yeah, that that's always been interesting to me we cuz we, cuz the Red Wings are historically one of the greatest franchises in all of hockey and they've been irrelevant for for for, for a while but it's good to t- see them back in back in the fold
1: you know it's funny Chris is um Detroit and Pittsburgh if you <laughs> ask if you ask Detroit people right now what player on any other team in any other sport they dislike the most Sidney Crosby would get a lot of votes Really fans are still, still angry at, fans are still angry at
0: him from like 10 years
1: ago That was the,
0: that was 2000 what 9 2010
1: yeah. Oh yeah Jeez. His fans here still don't like him he still gets booed so yeah
0: listen don't worry Steelers fans still hate Aaron Rodgers and that was 10 years ago right exactly <laughs> anyways but let, let, let's ask about the Lions one thing Mike Tomlin did make mention of is what DeAndre Swift has brought to the passing game what is what is it that's made him kind of a special security blanket for Jared Goff in this game and has kind of allowed him to boost himself up even though I know the Lions it's not like they found success to win games but I'm a, I'm a fantasy owner of DeAndre Swift like in like two or three different leagues, and I love the points that he gets there.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and especially um, a couple of weeks ago when he broke the, the real long one against the Rams uh, in the screen game. That, that's where DeAndre Swift and the Lions offense is is at its best, is short passes, screens. Uh, they had a play a couple of weeks ago where Swift against the Eagles actually um, where he was out wide and waited until almost 1-2 before the ball was snapped, but he kind of stood there and then was open in a slant situation, and Mm -hmm. Goff missed him. That's been the biggest problem with this offense. Number one, uh, Jared Goff is not accurate enough and isn't good enough. And number two, the receiving core is just brutal. Now, they're going to add Josh Reynolds and waivers from the Rams and Titans, a guy that Brad Holmes, the general manager, knows. And my guess is he would play on Sunday if they can get him up to speed fast enough. But that receiving core is just really, really weak. Uh, the new GM Brad Holmes is going to need some, some a few years and a few drafts, but if you wanted to critique him, the one thing you would say is his receiving core situation and how he's evaluated wideouts has not been very good. Uh, Tyrell Williams in free agency, one game concussion, and he's gone. Uh, Brashad Perriman signed, given a million dollars of guaranteed money, cut. Uh, Trinity Benson, they they traded a late round pick to Denver to get Trinity Benson. He's been nothing. Uh, so the receiving core needs a lot of work. But back to your Swift question, he's been a, a bright spot, uh, whether it's a run in the run game or the passing game, got a lot of speed, and got to find ways to use him and, and be creative again uh, this Sunday against, of course, an always heavily pursuing Steeler team.
0: Now here in Pittsburgh a lot of people complain all the time about Mike Tomlin because he almost he always loses to the team that, that that he should that he should beat even though he has like the fourth fastest to 150 wins in Alpha history or something like that um but uh you know I always tell people I'm like you know how many teams would be very happy with Mike Tomlin's record right now um out there but when you look at this at, at this Lions team, They've have and he talked about these like they've he said they've been in a lot of the games. You know, they they were they were a a record setting field goal away from going to overtime with the Ravens. They were one point from beating the Bears. They were three points from beating the Vikings. You know, there's been times where the Lions have been in it and Dan Campbell. They just had they haven't been able to get over the top. What are the things that you see that like, hey, there's actually something there that if that, you know, when they go into the future years, because obviously this year's a wash, but what are the things that you're seeing that are like, hey, there's something there to build on that could actually become a threat and part of whatever the Lions need to do building moving forward?
1: Well, like, like you said, Chris, the first seven games, uh, they 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 fought. And unfortunately, last, in two, uh, two weeks ago, before the bye, against the Eagles, they got their ass kicked. I mean, they got mm. pushed around. They didn't fight. And that's the first time that you really are like, hmm. What's going on here? I still think Dan Campbell is going to motivate the guys. The culture's better. Everybody seems to like him. And even though they're 8 there's a positive feeling about some of the young players, the Panay Sewells, the Aleem McNeils, uh, Ifeadu Malafonu supposedly might come back this week. So they've got some young guys that they're starting a foundation with, as opposed to the Rod Marinelli 0-16, or when the team quit on Jim Schwartz, or when they had a bad year under Jim Caldwell. I mean, we could go on and on. Matt Patricia for 3 years was an utter disaster. So, they are playing hard. The other day, 2 weeks ago against Philly, they they got whooped. Mm-hmm. It made no sense. But what also didn't make any sense was you're right. Baltimore is a superior team and it took a 66-yard field goal to doink in off the you know, off the crossbar yeah. to beat them. And that's a Lamar Jackson and the Ravens who seem to win every close game. Minnesota, same thing, took a 54-yarder, like you said. Uh, and here were the Vikings last week outplaying the Ravens. So there is some fight there. I like what Aaron Glenn has done defensively with this team in terms of scheme. The scheme is better. The defense, while statistically, it couldn't have gotten any worse last year, than last year. It's a little better this year, but there's just not any talent here, Chris. That's the problem. Uh, like I said, I think Sunday they're going to go into Pittsburgh and really, really play hard. I and I so think too. that this matchup isn't terrible for them.
0: But I don't think they're going
1: to win because I still think Pittsburgh's a better team. I mean, you circle the best players on the field. Fitzpatrick, Watt, Hayward, Najee. I mean, there, there's the Pittsburgh has the superior players. Lions have some good guys. The problem is those guys are all hurt. Frank mm-hmm. Ragnow is an elite center. He's out for the year. Yes, Taylor Decker, I don't know if he's going to play someday. Uh, Romeo Quara, their best defensive player, out for the year. So injuries have hit them as well.
0: It, it's certainly a certainly a factor. Anytime a team is struggling, there's usually injuries or follow right behind it. Um, you know, and I apologize. It, it wouldn't have been overtime. They would have beaten the Ravens had they right, not, had not made right. that field. I was looking at the wrong column here of what the scores and first downs were. Like I'm adult. Uh, but, uh, you know, but in all but in all seriousness, um, you know, I I, I look at the Lions and you know, I, I see a team like you said, there's things that they can do on you know an offense that, that that can that can you know build some momentum here they had a rough week with the eagles but you have a bye week you get some time to rest or some time to evaluate you can get pumped up you're going on the road it is the Steelers. you know the Steelers, even though they're not world beaters this year but they are still a, a a storied franchise that you're like you know what you can get up for this game you can win this game and you know and show people hey you know we we do have talent on this team because there is a sense of pride i think this happens every year whether it was the dolphins a couple years ago when they were tanking for tua or you know they get people say, oh, man, the Steelers, the players, they don't care. I'm like, no, I don't know about you, Matt, but I've always felt the players care. They're tired of losing. They don't want to go through. They don't want to work all week to get their butts kicked every Sunday. There is a sense of pride there, and I can definitely tell it when I see Dan Campbell.
1: Yeah, and, you know, the last couple of years, the Lions have used the
0: hashtag and sort of uh,
1: mantra of one pride, and even Brad Holmes, when they drafted Panay Sewell, they called him on the phone and said, are you ready to join the pride? So they do have that. They're trying to establish that, uh, but what the previous regime, general manager Bob Quinn, five years; Bob uh, Matt Patricia, head coach, three years. What they left in terms of the cupboard, it's 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 bare, and that's 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 the biggest issue. I mean, you just, like I said, I mean Minka Fitzpatrick is as good a defensive back as there is in this league. The Lions have nothing close to that. Yeah. The, the Lions' linebacking core. I mean, Devin Bush isn't playing that well. You know how, how, how badly the lions could use devin bush you know i mean there's just not enough material there and the guys that they do have that they've paid some money to like trey flowers who's making 18 million a year uh jared goff who's making 20 plus million a year they're not performing so that's that's tough it's an issue i mean yeah Goff doesn't have a lot of great receivers hawkinson's a good tight end swifts and, and williams in the backfield are pretty good but there's some throws you gotta connect. You when you have an open guy, especially in Pittsburgh on the road, a hostile place like the ketchup bottle, you you gotta you gotta make those plays. And those plays just have not been made this year. And they've either come up short or unfortunately, like I said, two weeks ago in Philly, the Eagles up front just mauled them. And I don't think the Steelers will do that this week.
0: Yeah, it's, it it would be it'd be really bad if the Steelers uh, Steelers are able to, to maul you. Now, I, I will say this: Cam Hayward is a beast on the defensive front. He, he's he he's going he's going to be a factor. But flipping the sides there, you talked about the Steelers offensive line, the shakiness of that in the in the last segment. You know what? What are the things that the, that the Lions can bring as far as, you know, as far as, you know, disrupting the line of scrimmage that could become a problem for the Steelers? Because like you said, the offensive line is one of the bigger weaknesses of the team. Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been great. You know, he's kind of been like more of a game manager this year. He's, uh, you know, he's not Ben Roethlisberger of, of old anymore. He's just old Ben Roethlisberger. But, um, you know, one of the biggest factors you can disrupt that is force him to have to try to run. And that's when he's at his worst right now in the NFL. Who are the guys right now the Steelers fans should be looking at like, okay, this guy could have a game that becomes a, that makes the things a problem for Pittsburgh.
1: I want you to circle a name, uh, Julian Okwara. I think he's coming on. Uh, Romeo's okay. brother, second-year guy. He, to me, is the best pass rusher. He and Charles Harris, sort of a cast-off from the Falcons. Those two guys have been the best pass rushers this team has. I'm not saying either of them are going to the Pro Bowl, I but you. they've been decent. Uh, Aleem McNeil is a rookie nose tackle that clogs some space. He's been fine, uh, getting better. Uh, Levi Onzarike, Trey, Trey, Trey Flowers, some of these guys, they've been okay. But I like what I've seen from Julian Okora. I see improvement there. I think what the Lions are going to have to do is dial things up a little bit, a blitz here or there, uh, bring a linebacker, um, you know, bring a safety, try something. Um, because I think, like you said, Roethlisberger is so much worse off when he's being harassed. But is this a great pass
0: rushing team? No, it is not. There you have it. We'll see how this plays out on Sunday, 1 p.m. at Heinz Field. I'll be in the press box. Matt, are you making the trip to Pittsburgh? You stayed in Detroit.
1: Uh, no, I will be uh, here in the friendly confines of the
0: three one three. Well, I'm, well I, I might
1: go to Cleveland next week. I haven't decided yet.
0: So we'll ooh, see. okay, okay, do check, head, <laughs> hit up Jeff Lloyd. Uh, even though he's not he's not in Cleveland, he he he'll he right. probably give you some pointers there. I always tell people. I told James Rapine of the of the Locked On Bengals podcast. When you come to Pittsburgh, hit me up. You, you could ask Q of Locked On Raiders. I hook people up when they oh, come to the town. Where where, to, where guy, to go? That guy's
1: crazy. I don't I, I don't know if I want to party with him. He's not. <laughs>
0: Listen, I party with you. That was wild. It was a. Uh, it was. I was like, man, I forgot he's in Vegas. Uh. You gotta,
1: you gotta tell Tim Benz. I said hello. That's an old friend of mine. Oh, the get man out of here. That, yeah, uh, I hang
0: out with Tim, Tim, Tim at this facility all the time. We're on Final yeah, Word together. T- I'll tell, tell him, him. I, you said, I hello.
1: said, hey, I'm very proud of him after he asked Tomlin the infamous question last week. So oh,
0: very oh, proud man. of Tim. I call it now the Tim Benz award who asks the question that we know that Mike Tomlin does not want to answer. He's the best. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. Let people know they can wait before you go, let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work.
1: Uh, at dairy speaks on Twitter at locked on lions on Twitter, the Matt dairy, Facebook fan page. And, uh, We'll see if they can get a win. I don't, I don't think the Lions are winning this week or next week. I think I think that elusive first win could come Thanksgiving Day at home against Chicago. We'll see.
0: We'll see. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. Yeah, if you want to follow either the Locked On Steelers or Locked On Lions, you can check us out anywhere yeah, that love podcasts are hosted, but especially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, Odyssey. So check us out there. Thanks again to Matt. It's been a great crossover Thursday. Check out both Locked On Steelers and Locked On Lions for our Friday episodes preview in the game.